0: Radio MD. MD RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome, and I'm so glad you could join us today for this great topic. We're talking about kids making their own breakfasts. At what age can they do this? I know with my kids, I wanted them to start earlier and the mornings get so hectic, but you know, you kind of just do it by automation. You just make their breakfast and shove it at them and everybody gets ready. But is it is it good to have your kids really do this for themselves and at what age is it okay for them to start doing things like using the microwave? Joining me today is Dr. Suan Koval-Connolly. She's a pediatrician and a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics, and she's the director of Pediatric Clinical Quality for the Long Island Federally Qualified Health Centers. Dr. Koval-Connolly, I'm so glad to have you with us, because what a great topic. So, first of all, at what age? Can we start teaching our kids? And let's talk first about simple stuff, fruit, cereal, things like that. Tell us about kids making their own breakfast.
1: Sure thing, Melanie. And I am so excited to be joining you here today. Um, This is a great topic. I love it, too. I think on the surface, this topic may appear to have uh, limited value, uh, you know, but Really, when you think about it, I think it potentially offers a really wider and deeper significance to children's overall development. So I'm very excited to kind of dive into this. And um, when we talk about young children being able to take on the responsibility of making their own breakfast, there's no one size fit all fits all, as I'm sure you know, and of so many of our listeners know, no two children are exactly alike. But we can talk about a range at which children can be given the responsibility of making their own breakfast. And when I start with the youngest child, we're not going to be talking about a child being given the responsibility of using uh, electricity or heat or kitchen machinery, tools, and so on, but really just simple prep stuff where a parent provides the ingredients and puts that in a, a nice, safe place for a child to access on their own. That age would be about four years old. A four-year-old child, give or take, depending on the child, could be charged with the responsibility of putting together a pre-set ingredients into a very simple recipe. That's really great that you're giving us at least a good
0: parameter for, this, for, for kids and their autonomy. Now, one of the things that I found, and we're going to talk about kids of all ages, but was the time management factor, which is why as an exercise physiologist and a nutritionist and somebody who's a control freak... I would set it up the night before, but then in the morning, because they didn't get ready early enough or they didn't start early enough, I would put it all together for them anyway. What do you want parents to know about not doing that? If they're starting with their four-year-olds and they're setting out yogurt and some fruit and maybe some granola to put in there and and whatever it is, how do you tell parents not to
1: just do it? So I think some great guidelines and um, again, one of the reasons I love this topic is because that it offers so much more than just, uh, again, the surface value of, oh, isn't this great? I don't have to make breakfast for my child. My child's able to do this on their own. Um, and yes, that's totally true. But um, going beyond that, you know, getting beyond the one dimension of what's so great about this is the educational value that this whole process can take on. So what would you do as a parent? How would you um, access all of that? So you would have to prepare some uh, foods in advance. So for instance, I like a really simple and beautiful recipe of making a, uh, a breakfast parfait for uh, uh, for breakfast. So having a, a lovely grouping of low-fat yogurt or vanilla yogurt with, with either a cereal product like granola or whole wheat cereal or muesli, um, and then fruit and, and alternating layers. So how would you be able to do this for a four-year-old so they could actually accomplish this without having you even participate, <laughs> which is, uh, for many of us, as you said for yourself, and I was that kind of parent myself, you know, having us step aside and let our child do this all the way by, by themselves... So you would first start by having some um, very nice clear plastic containers, airtight containers. If that's not practical for you, you could use uh, like Ziploc clear plastic bags. And you and your little one would start by washing uh, fruits. You would pick maybe between two and four fruits that you love, and you would Uh, put them into these airtight containers. You would wash and prep whatever needs to be washed and prepped. You would uh, cut up maybe maybe mango, maybe strawberries. You'd have your little containers or your plastic bags with your uh, fruits uh, all arranged. And this provides a wonderful opportunity to talk about these foods, to talk about healthy foods, to talk about the portions, to talk about the choices. Um, And I would encourage parents to use that opportunity um, to do that. So now you have your little fruits and you would take your yogurt and you would put that into also a container separately. And you would also take your cereal product, whatever you've chosen, and put that into a container. And you could have an area in the the refrigerator that you've designated as your little breakfast station. Um, Any foods that don't need to be in the fridge, you could have a little place on the counter that Uh, the child would access those foods there. And now if you were going to um, help your child prepare this little breakfast um, and you were gonna stay on the side and give them instructions, that's fine, but you could also actually make a little document, you could make a little Word document with pictures that would actually show the child exactly how they're going to assemble this parfait. And you could have little pictures, you would need a teaspoon, you would need a tablespoon, And um, you would need a cup, about four to six ounces of a a clear cup, clear plastic cup. And you could have little pictures of all of this and your child could follow along. And you would basically be telling your child that you're going to start by taking two tablespoons of uh, yogurt. And you're going to put that into your clear plastic cup. And then you're going to take your fruit and you'll take out your different containers or your little bags of fruit. You'll take a teaspoon And um, you'll use your teaspoon to take out two teaspoons, two or three teaspoons of the fruits. It could be the same fruit. It could be different fruits. They can choose whatever they like. They can be creative. And they put that on top of their yogurt. Then they're going to take another uh, two tablespoons of the yogurt and put that on top. Then they're going to take a tablespoon of their cereal, whichever cereal that you've chosen. And they're going to put that on top. They're going to add yogurt again two tablespoons, and then they're going to finish with two to three teaspoons of um, more fruit on top. Of course, you can switch this around how you do the layers, but that's just, you know, my conception of this. And it's beautiful when you look at it. Um, And I think that also is very important, the way food looks. The appeal of the way food looks is very important to us in terms of our desire to eat it and we know that so this is something that looks beautiful it has tremendous nutritional value you can talk about the nutritional value of all these different foods you can talk about all these food groups you can talk about using the cereal and that it's a whole grain and what's the value of that and how much whole grains do we need to eat every day and all of these different aspects of you know healthy living that you can weave into this discussion of just making breakfast on their own, which again, on the surface is a great accomplishment, but again, has so many more layers that allow a child to um, gain a lot of education about, you know, healthy, active living, which all of us, I think, appreciate is so important. I mean, today we have a tremendous, um, just enormous issue with People at unhealthy weight and very unhealthy weight, and how do we change that? And one of the ways we change that is we start to pay attention to the education that we give our children and how we stress healthy, active living and the ways to do that in our everyday life. So, this is such a simple recipe that a four year old could actually do all by themselves without us as parents interfering and have the great feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment of doing that. I couldn't
0: agree with you more. It really is such a great way because, and as you say, doctor, this is more complicated and deeper than even on the surface, it seems, okay, kids making their own breakfast. But really, when you're teaching your kids about that healthy, you know, foods, the colors, it is a great chance. And I can tell the listeners from my own experience, it did make, I did this with my kids. And while I made them for them, we still talked about all of the foods. And if I could do it again, I would have them make more of it themselves. But we talked about them all. And that's what's so important is that it does teach kids to be involved in the kitchen. It does teach kids what is healthy and what is not. And even to look at labels when they get a little older, speak about the little bit of an older child. So you've got these kids running away to school, you know getting ready, they're forgetting things, getting their backpacks, you're getting their lunch ready, and you want them to be involved in their own meal prep, in their own breakfast, and maybe you don't have to put them all in little containers, but still having that plan. Because otherwise, as my son said, he had a friend who would get on the bus with a hot pocket in his hand, and <laughs> and everybody would crack up. I mean, because that that kid would grab a hot pocket and run out the door. <laughs> but... Really having right. a plan is, is the secret. What do you want us to know about some of the other foods? Because kids want to have maybe egg in the hole. Maybe they want to have, you know, some some nicer fruit and berries and things that, that are all ready, but sometimes it's a pain. What do you want us to know about a a bit of an older child?
1: Well, an older child, it really doesn't, nothing really changes. It's really just with an older child, they can be much more independent about what they choose and how they put things together. With a very young child, you have to make sure that you that safety first and that they're totally capable developmentally of, of doing the tasks at hand. So that's why I talk about all of the prep and having everything right there, ready to grab with very simple tools, really just simple utensils. An older child can take more responsibility. And of course, when a, a child gets to be uh, seven eight nine years old we're talking about ages where they can uh, potentially uh, use uh, some of the tools in the kitchen where they might be able to use the microwave where they might be able to use a stove maybe with some um, uh, supervision and and that you know enhances the different things that they can do but really the, the key here is the preparation in advance of whatever it is that you are looking to accomplish. Really, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, the, the prep. The prep is really where it's at. And with younger children, there's more prep. With older children, there may, might be less. But another point that you made that I really want to come back to is you said um, maybe you didn't Uh, let them do it themselves. But you talked about all of the different uh, points about the foods. You did encourage them to understand about the choices that you were making and the food groups and the value of the different foods. That's fantastic. And that's really the kind of the second dimension to this topic that I see as valuable. But there's a third dimension to this. And that's something that you didn't do and you said that you would probably do if you had it to do again and quite frankly I would do if I had it to do again because I also was a rather control freak mom who you know had a lot of trouble uh, giving my children the independence that they needed and that's really the part about this that I think is maybe the most important part about making these breakfasts on their own and doing whatever it is that they're capable of doing at their developmental stage and that point is That when they can accomplish this task, it goes miles to allow them to uh, gain that self-confidence and self-esteem that is so critically important uh, to their development and is such a critically important part of parenting. It is so wonderful that when you allow a child to have the responsibility to do what they are developmentally capable of doing, And they feel that sense of accomplishment and you give them the the reinforcement that you uh, believe in them, that you approve of what they've done, that you trust them, that you see the value in where they're at this does wonders for their self-esteem. And there's probably nothing more important that we do as parents than to instill that sense of self-confidence and self-esteem in our children. So I really think that this whole topic of when can a child make breakfast and what can they do and how can they do it um, is really such a broad uh, topic of importance in so many different ways.
0: Well, it is. And, and, it does lead to the bigger picture of, and I've talked about it on this show a lot, I would get my kids involved in gardening. And they didn't love to the, the weeding part, but they liked harvesting all our vegetables. And then we'd bring them in and say, what are we going to do with these now? You know, what should we do? Or taking them to the grocery store and saying, "What what is this? What, what can we do with broccoli? Or what can we do with this kale? And teaching kids, because it does. And I can tell you listeners, it does carry over everything that the doctor is telling us today. Dr. Koval Connolly is hitting the nail on the head. It does carry over because now both my kids in their late teens don't want to eat junk. They want to eat healthy because that's how they were brought up. So Dr. Koval Connolly, before we finish, what else would you like us to know about this bigger picture, the importance of kids Learning as little guys to make their own breakfast if we do all that planning for them. And then as they grow, learning that they can still do that. They can grab the yogurt, get their fruit, get their granola, do it all. And if they want a scrambled egg with it or they want a smoothie, getting a magic bullet, one of those things, that can all go along with it as long as they plan ahead and time manage
1: because it teaches time management as well. Absolutely, it's all of these different elements. It's the feeling of independence, it's the emancipation of the adult, how wonderful that is, that's your first dimension here. Your second dimension is huge, it's all about education, it's all about the opportunity to teach our children every step of the way about you know those healthy foods, those food groups, those healthy choices, those healthy portions, being creative with food, learning to use a a recipe properly. Why do we eat breakfast at all? Why is that important? All of these (laughs) concepts. (laughs) It's true, it's true. Right? So important. And finally, it's the the feeling that you get when you can actually do something on your own and do it well and gaining that self-confidence and that self-esteem. I think uh, for our listeners, I think that self-esteem is something that Um, I think many parents confuse, or certainly many people may confuse, how do we develop self-esteem? Self-esteem doesn't come from how much we tell our children we love them. Now, that has value in and of itself. Um, Children need to feel loved. But telling your child over and over again how much you love them and showing them how much you love them doesn't really do anything for their self-esteem. Self-esteem comes from how our children perceive that we see their value. So it is the value that our children perceive we have in them. The value that our children perceive we have in them. So when we show them that we have confidence in them, when we show them that we trust them, when we show them that we feel they can be responsible, this is how they build their self-esteem. And so when we trust them to take care of themselves And make their own food and they can do it and we believe they can do it. It is another, you know, uh, feather in our cap of taking them on that journey to becoming independent and self-sufficient adults, which is the goal of parenting. So. It certainly is, and so well put, Doctor
0: Koval Connolly. Thank you so much for joining us today. And parents out there, I can tell you that when I first made, you know, taught the kids to make scrambled eggs, I'm standing right there, and I'm just a nervous wreck. I'm like, don't turn it up too <laughs> high, and and don't get too close to the frying pan. You know, all of those things. But it does work. And as as you teach your kids, which as she said, is the goal, right? We have to teach our children that autonomy and that independence while teaching them the healthy habits that we want them to learn that will take them through the rest of their lives. It's great advice, such great advice. And you're hearing it here on RadioMD.com. And this is Healthy Children. Our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard for pediatricians. We do love our pediatricians here at RadioMD. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Share this show with your friends. Remember to subscribe, rate and review it and tell all your friends about it because that way we can all learn from these experts together. Thanks for listening and stay well.